a blessed day this morning. Welcome to another beautiful live broadcast. My name is Isaac Phillips Akintola. I want to welcome everyone joining us this morning in this beautiful, glorious season that heaven has ushered us into. This is our Beyond Devotional. This is our prophetic prayer school. I want to welcome you this morning. If you're joining us, if you're connecting with us, welcome. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in him. Let us pray. Father, we want to bless your name this morning. Thank you for granting us a privilege and grace once again to be alive in you, to be alive representing you, to be part of the living. We appreciate you this morning. We believe, Father, once again that your heart will be revealed to us even as you have continued to show us, yes, the path into this brand new day, this day that you have ushered us into, this day that you have revealed for us, oh God, to continually move in towards the place of your divine intentions and counsel. We thank you this morning, Father, that as you continue to walk in us, oh God, as you continue to use us, Father, may our life, Father, con constantly reflect that intention that you desired it for. We thank you, Lord, this morning. I present myself this morning to you as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, for it is my reasonable service, O oh God. I present those that will be joining us this morning, wherever they will be joining from, O oh God, wherever they will be connecting from. I pray this morning, whatever time zone, O oh Father, they are connecting from, afternoon, morning, evening, I pray this morning that corporately we'll be able to flow in the spirit of that which your spirit is proclaiming and declaring and emphasizing for this brand new day. Indeed, Father, we take our place, we take our stand on this altar as we present our lives to you as a living sacrifice. Come, spirit of the living God, help us to pray effectively. Help us to pray, yes, oh God, in accordance to your will and purpose. You said this is the confidence that we have, that if we ask anything in accordance to your will, you hear us. This is why, Father, we build our request, our prayer, on the solidity of your word, on the foundation of your word. We bless you this morning once again that your kingdom will find expression in us and through us, O oh God, that through our prayer, Father, your kingdom will advance, your will, yes, O oh God, will saturate the hearts of men across the land, across the board. We pray this morning once again that you will be glorified, Almighty God, the heart of people once again, yes, will be renewed and transformed, empowered, O oh God, energized to walk and to live in accordance to your intention for this brand new day. Indeed, we are in the last of the days of the end. We pray, Father, that as you continue to reveal to us what it takes, what it means to live in times like this, oh God, that we will not yield to the lies of the enemy. We will not compromise. We will not surrender, oh God, to the pressure, yes, to the lies of the enemy. We will not give in, oh God, to the ungodly spirit, oh God, that seeks to draw us away, oh God, and distract us from what you're doing. We bless you, Father, this morning. We thank you, Lord, that we will guard up the loins of our mind. We will guard up the loins of our heart. Our mind will be made ready, oh God, to serve you and to please you. Once again, we dedicate ourselves to you. We proclaim this morning that you are the king of our life. You are the king of our mind. You are the king of our soul. Our faculties this morning will, will serve you. Our faculties 
faculties, our life this morning. Yes, we honor you in everything that we do. We proclaim that you will be head, oh God. You will be the head, the alpha and the omega. Father, we bless you. We glorify you. Thank you once again for that which your spirit is doing within our nation, within our land, oh God, within the continent, oh God. Yes, across the nations, oh God. We bless you. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you for your light that is shining. Darkness is, yes, given way. Darkness is being, yes, dispelled. Darkness is being conquered. We bless you. Thank you, Father, for your spirit that is being poured out. Christ, yes, is reigning. He's, he's the Lord. He's the King of kings this morning and the Lord of lords. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Holy Spirit, once again, thank you for leading us. I yield to you this morning. May the words that I speak be that to which you have dropped in my spirit, that to which you have steered up, that which you want your people to hear, that which you desire people to know this morning. I bless your name. Thank you, Lord, that you are our strength. You are my strength. You are, oh God, yes, our shield, our buckler. You are, oh God, our living hope. We bless you this morning. Thank you, Father, for faith that is rising this morning. Amidst doubt and fear and uncertainty, we rise up in faith and we begin to advance in the spirit of a victor and the spirit of a conqueror we bless you god that yes your word declares that we are seated with you in heavenly places oh god may our mind remain seated there oh god may our thought our faculty remain seated in that place of victory we bless you this morning we glorify your holy name honor and praise to you lamb of god we celebrate your goodness in our life we we we, we come this morning to be renewed we come to renew our vow, yes, of oneness, of love, of hope, of faith with you. We thank you. Oh, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, my dear sisters. Thank you for joining me this morning. We want to thank God for a beautiful, glorious day once again that the Lord has given to us. Yes, this is the day of the Lord. And in the day of the Lord, amen, we'll continue to advance in the light of his goodness. Thank you so much. Uh, brother Derek this morning for joining really uh, nice to see you guys this morning our 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 journey is becoming even clearer and is becoming more certain there are no uncertainties in our life no matter how the enemy tries you know to to knock us down and try to stop us and try to distract us our 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 journey our transition into this new day amen is is more certain is certain than ever before if there's a word like that i want to share one or two things with us this morning even as we continue in the spirit of prayer remember the prayer is not just when we have you know a, a little closet somewhere and then we bow our knees and undo all of that it's important that we have that devotion but the lord wants us to become prayer to the nations he wants our life amen to become the extension of prayer and that's a concept that we have been building on for you know many years now right? that our life must become an expression that the breath amen that we breathe becomes prayer prayer what is prayer prayer is when we become one with god all right when his thought and our thought become one amen when we can share with him you know what is going on in our own life and in our own environment and where we can also allow him to share what he wants to see manifest in the earth we come into the agreement that is power that is a power of prayer when we come into agreement with God amen we come into the power of prayer and God wants amen people in the earth to continually agree with him so that his will can find entrance into the nations amen wherever we are we are gates there we are portals there to express the will of God wherever we are no matter where we are located this morning or afternoon or evening wherever we are watching from we'll be watching from you are a gate to your community 
Wherever you are, the Bible says from the days of Enos, men began to call upon the name of God. All right? There are complex reality panning out before our eyes today that makes our prayer look like, will they ever come to pass? But it's not about, amen, our own power. Like the last time I was sharing, all right? It's not about our own strength. It's not about our own ability. No, we have no might of our own. Have you noticed the children of Israel, whenever they face the enemy and they, they, and they God gave them victory, you will always make, you always find they made, they made that declaration. We have no power of our own. We have no might. The more we recognize our frailty, our weakness, hallelujah, and recognize his power, his position in us, the more victory we have. But the more we think we can do it by our own might, the more we think we can do it by our own wisdom, the more we think we have some, you know, God knows where, somewhere that, you know, can make things happen, the more we are going to fail. So these are days where we recognize our weakness so that his strength, earlier can be made perfect in us. Amen. The Bible says, let, you know, Bible says, you know, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will then mount up. It is from the position of waiting on him that, amen, our strength is renewed to mount up, to rise up, amen, like eagle, to begin to soar above the challenges, above the limitations, above the lies, above the doubts, above, amen, the, the weakness, above the poverty, or whatever it is out there that is capsizing, amen, the ship of men, whatever is out there this morning, all right, that is sinking men, that is causing men, all right, to be sunk in that quicksand. We refuse it, why? Because we know that, amen, it's not of our own. It's not by our own power, might, amen, that we stand. It's not by our own ability. Nobody this morning woke themselves up. <laughs> you didn't wake yourself up. So he woke us up. He, he woke you up. And that's to tell you and tell me, amen, that he's very interested in our life. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, you know, a living dog is better than a dead lion. No matter how powerful a lion is, it's dead. So we are alive this morning. And that gives us hope. That gives us a reason, amen, to talk to him. No matter how you feel, it's not about how you feel. No, no, no. It's not your feeling, all right? Yes, we're still going to deal with those areas of how we feel because we've got to master, amen, our emotions, our feeling, amen. These are days of the salvation of the soul. We are, all of the things that is happening to us, all of these things speaks into how our soul can be redeemed because when our soul is redeemed, amen, and our soul can cooperate, amen, with that, you know, our life and, and, and authority and grace and joy we have in the spirit, you see, we can begin to walk in the power, hallelujah, of the kingdom. All right. One of the reasons why we're here today, tomorrow we're down, you know, today we are up tomorrow, is because there's a war within our soul. And we want to believe God that, amen, we will constantly, you know, yield ourselves and yield our soul. The Bible says, submit yourself to God. Nobody's going to do that for you. You have to submit yourself to God. It says, submit yourself to God. Then resist the devil. He flees. Yes, that's the order. So we want to constantly, amen, allow the Spirit of God to guide our hearts and lead us, amen, to this, you know, reality of how to live life, how to live life within the context of, amen, the, these days of the end. The days that we live in demands, amen, that we have a shift of mind, that we that we have him, a different war gear that we have a different you know value system a different you know a, a world view yes it's still the same word of god but we've got to develop amen a more advanced concept of thinking a more advanced concept amen of reasoning our sense of guardedness our sense of engagement amen has to be reinforced amen the enemy is is, is intensifying his attack he's trying everything with within you know his arsenal to make sure he gets 
get us down, to make sure he weakens us, to make sure he frustrates us. But if we know what the Lord is saying for this new day, amen, you see, we're prepared. We're ready. We're ready. We will not go, amen, with ignorance. We will not engage, amen, you know, just with some, you know, a, a half knowledge. We want to be fully kitted, amen. The Bible says that we, amen, be, be fully furnished with the knowledge of, of Christ. The couple of things, you know, I, I like I said, I would like to share with us. Remember, we've been tracking the word of God for a while now, right, for a couple of months now. We've been, we've been looking at how to how to engage this brand new day and we call it amen stepping out of the ark okay uh, we we dealt with early the early, early in the year we dealt with amen entering the ark all right now we've been looking at you know coming out of the ark and we've we've dealt with you know uh, uh genesis 7 we've dealt with genesis uh uh, uh, uh 8 you know genesis 9 and, and we, today i would like us to look at genesis genesis uh, uh 11 is 11 now that i would like us to look out of Genesis, yes, Genesis 11, all right, because uh, Genesis 11 begins to show us something the very important. Remember, Genesis is the book of beginning, all right, beginning speaks into how the Lord will have us kick stats, all right, you, 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 the beginning can be about your own life, all right, beginning can be about starting a family, a community, uh, building a nation, all right, advancing in the prophetic calendar of God, and we've been looking at all this, we said we are in the day of the Kairos, all right, Kairos means God has given us, amen, a window of opportunity, a, a time frame where things can be accelerated, we can realign, and that is a time, of course, where the enemy attacks us the most like i said some time ago carious seasons are seasons of crisis but if we focus on what the lord is saying amen the crisis itself is what will give us you know uh, uh the, the 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 vantage opportunity the yes the crisis itself is what god is going to use amen to give us that quantum leap to give us that push all right so we we don't focus on the crisis we don't focus on the corona we don't focus on the like i was sharing yesterday we are in a time where the 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 emotional and the psychological impact of of corona is really taking a toll on people many people are beginning to lose you know their sense of direction their mind their thoughts all right people are getting fearful people are getting you know all kinds of things are happening particularly when you begin to see loved ones dying here and there and you begin to see you know the number increasing and you ask yourself because like i always say you remember if you if you go back to the earlier you know teachings we, we began when this corona thing you know began to impact the nation I, I said i said wait until we get to the peak side right when this thing get hit the peak that is where and that's of course that's where a lot of people will be tired you know remember the government they, 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 they got tired they played into the idea of okay let's open open the nation let's open the economy of course we need we also need to open the economy because you can't keep everybody under lock lockdown all right but the way they went about it you know, it's like people are waiting for what's going on in somewhere in Europe, you know, to do what they need to do. They didn't have a, a well-strategic plan on how to handle this thing. Now the impact, all right, is is, 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 is being felt, all right, you know, from, you know, uh, uh, how people, you know, feel the, their family state, you know, the, the psychological impact. We're, we're going to be feeling it. And it's going to affect the economy if things are not done, all right? If we don't begin to, you know, speak and, and encourage people that are working for us working with us right because you're gonna if you have somebody that you've lost in your workplace that affects your productivity affects how you how you how you how you giving you know give your best you, you can't give your best when you've lost a loved one you see so that also is a cost that we've got to you know begin to look into so how do we mitigate all of this how do we deal with all of this 
And this is the reason why we have to begin to believe God to give us the capacity of, of the spirit of the counselor so we can counsel people and encourage them, you know, and, and, and strengthen them. Yes, this thing is going to continue to impact in our human life. This is the plan of the enemy. And, and what is going on right now, all right, is that d demonic aspect, that satanic aspect of that attack of that spirit, all right, is beginning to influence people and society and community. And this is the time we need to rise up. We need to really begin to take, take you know, take charge of our mind, all right. You may not even be directly impacted by this by this thing, but there, there is an indirect, you know, impact. All right. It may be through a, a loved one, a friend, you know, a colleague that you know, you know, people that maybe are working for you or you're supposed to be working with and they cannot do the job because something happened to them. All of this we've got to factor in. We've got to factor this in. Why am I saying this? Because we are supposed to be intercessors. We're supposed to be men and women, amen, who are guarded, who, who, are, who are positioned at the gates, who can stand on behalf of others. All right. It's not like we also are not going to be affected one way or the other we will be affected all right you see the thing is beyond just you know you know you know having the virus no we've gone past having the virus some of us will never have the virus but but the impact amen the the emotional impact the psychological impact maybe the spiritual impact of that virus within our space and environment is what we need to begin to amen stand against and rise amen against we've got to take our position we've got to resist Resist, amen. The lies of the enemy. People are people are losing the, and that's what the enemy wants. Okay, if I can keep them with the virus, I will I will kill them. All right, by 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 affecting their state of mind to the point where they will begin to lose a sense of hope, a sense of direction. As, you know, if you don't if you don't have you know a sense of hope again. I mean, you, somebody maybe somebody in your home family has lost a job because of the virus. You know, uh, that impacts you. That affects you. Because we are still humans. Remember, amen, the, the, the world that these people who wrote the Bible lived in was a real world. Those people faced challenges. They faced trials. They faced persecution. They faced all kinds of things. And the Bible says to us, the culminations of the age has come upon. So we will expect that we will even be more impacted in terms of what is going on. But we have to believe God to rise up with greater grace. The Bible says where sin abound, grace abound the more. We have to believe God for great grace. Amen. The Bible says he gave them great grace. We have to believe God, amen, for a a, an increase of the measure of grace. Lord, the grace you've given to us is not enough. We want greater grace to know how to undo, how to, how to challenge this thing, how to encourage and assist people around us. All right. We, we can't just fold our hands and just watch things just collapse. And, you know, no, we have to begin to pray and, and believe God all right if, if we will pray and, and seek the face of God and, and continue to stick our stand I'm telling you we'll be able to pull people out of this we'll be able to even pull our nation out of this thing because it's gonna take a people in the church who has the spiritual understanding the prophetic insight the, the governmental capacity to stand and begin to say we don't want you here no you cannot you cannot pitch your tent here we refuse that we refuse that until we take our stand, nothing is going to happen. So I'd I, I like to quickly share one or two scriptures with you this morning. And, and we'll just pray by the grace of God. But what I want to point out, all right, in the context of what we're dealing with, all right, we are in Genesis chapter, chapter 9. Remember, I'm looking at these scriptures, all right, as a prototype of how to engage the nature of the days that we live in. 
right? We, I'm, I'm picking the scriptures, Genesis all right, 11, all right? We, we begin to see the building of the Tower of Babel. We begin to see the building of the Tower of Babel. Yes, they, back in those days, they built a physical tower. But today, amen, we're talking about building the mental, amen. We're, building, we're talking about building something that is contrary. Because indeed, the Tower of Babel means rebellion. All right? Anything that stands against the values, the standard of God, amen, <laughs> amen, that is being erected up, we must pull down. The Bible says, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself, amen, against the will of God, against the counsel of God. So the point that I'm making is, all right, you know, in the days where all kinds of things have been erected, all right, towers have been erected, strong goals have been erected, all right, by Nimrod. There's a spirit of Nimrod out there, all right, and, and, and all kinds of, the, in fact, let me read from verse 1, then I'll go to First Peter that I want, I want to actually read. <clears throat> I know I'm a bit fast, but uh, uh, that's because my battery is not too, it's not too okay. The Bible says in verse 1 of uh, Genesis 11, now the whole world had one language and a common speech. That itself, amen, is a concept of unity. All right? The whole world, and this is how God designed it, the whole world. So God designed the, the, the world, amen, to have one language, to be able to communicate and everybody understand each other, you know. The Bible says now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people move eastward, they found a plain in Sinai and settled there. Verse 3, they said to each other, come, they said to each other. I want you to know this, they said to each other. You see, so that power of unity and, and community that God gave to them, now they're going to use it, amen, to try to do something for themselves. The Bible says they said to them, come, let us make brick and, and bake them thoroughly. They used the brick instead of stone. How did we get to how did we get to compare bricks and stone? Because the order, amen, of the of the kingdom, the order of God, amen, was basically to use stone. But they began to tap into what you would define as an alternative life. And this alternative basically negates the values, the principles, the standards that God amen, has put in place. As people in the earth, or as saints in the earth, we've got to understand the prophetic connotation embedded within the scripture. Amen. We ought to live life and build our life via amen, the stone. Via stones. Amen. The Bible says Christ builds his house upon the stone. In fact, Christ himself is referred to, amen, as the as the stone, as a rock of all ages. It's upon this stone, upon this rock, I will build my church. So we don't build, amen, with the ideologies, amen, that are compromised. We don't build with, amen, just that which sounds nice, that feels nice. All right. We build with divine standard. We build with divine order. So in whatever we are building, we're looking for, you know, the values, the standard of God, we're looking for, amen, what is the required material? You, you see, I'm using the scripture as a prophetic prototype, amen, to engage in the nature of the days we're living, to know how to, how to travel, to know how to engage, to know how to construct, to know how to live life, all right? Because there's nothing that God does, amen, without giving us a divine blueprint, without giving us a divine pattern. The reason why they can say, Amen. They use bricks instead of stone because stone was the divine order. Stone was a divine pattern. So they, they're coming up with something something new here. They're coming up with something new, but this newness is coming from amen, a dimension of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's a point that I'm trying to make. All right, Because their idea is, they say, come let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. 
All right, there's nothing wrong with that idea. All right, but what they want to build with it, amen, is what God found, amen, to you know to be wrong. They use brick instead of stone and tar for mortal. They said, "Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we listen to, listen to this, listen to this, so that we may make a name for ourselves." Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. So these people are engaging, amen, in city building. And this concept of city building or whatever building could be a business, could be a family, all right, is to make a name for themselves. So basically, we begin to see that these guys were suffering from what? Identity crisis. <clears throat> so they want to build, amen, a city so that they can make a name. They can make a name for themselves. All right. Remember that whatever we do has to be compared with the divine order, with the divine standard, with divine objective. Whatever we do on earth, amen, must be measured, amen, must be, must be looked into, must be weighed, amen, from the divine order and pattern. We cannot just, we can't just wake up and say, we want to do something. We want to build something. We want to, you know, you know, get something, you know, no, you've got to weigh whatever you want to do, whatever you want to get, whatever you are searching for, whatever you're looking for, whatever agenda you have with divine order that scale you know the, the the divine order is the scale amen of divine acceptance if you if you get something you have something and you put it amen under the scale <clears throat> excuse me under the scale of the spirit all right and it's not balancing you you got to leave it you've got to leave it you've got to just move away because that thing is going to bring judgment it's going to bring problem they say come let us come let us so we begin to see that man began to use their power of unity their power of agreement all right to want to do something for themselves to want to get something for themselves and of course those are the reflections so we begin to see the reflection amen and the manifestation of the fruit of the fall this is life amen outside the order of the garden this is life amen outside the order of the garden this is life amen outside you know eden this is this is how people began to live life even after god had delivered amen a people from you know from from the destruction of the of the of the of the flood when 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 god used noah to bring a people to this dimension where new beginning is given to them i shared a post yesterday when god gives us new beginning let's not go back to the old pattern when God gives us a new beginning, let's not. I mean, and, and, and that's going to take, it's going to take, friends, it's going to take a constant, amen, deliberate determination. Of course, we have the power of the Spirit. That when God, because when God gives us a new beginning, there's every tendency that that new beginning is not panning out, amen, at the time we expect, according to, you know, our expectation. So there's always that thing of, I better just go back to, you know, what I'm used to, what I know. And this is the temptation, amen. This is the current temptation right now. This is the temptation right now. I mean, right now, all right, to want to go back to, you know, to be seduced, to want to go back, amen, to the old that you are used to, to the old that you know, to the old that you, you can handle. You know, certain things, we can handle them. We know how to deal with them because we used to it. But God is bringing us into newness. Is bringing us into new dimension. Is bringing us into new emphasis. Is showing us new patterns. All right. Is 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 taking us to a place we've never been before. And we need to have faith and to trust Him. All right. We need to have faith and to trust Him. Amen. To have that push. Remember that I said carrier season, a crisis season, but they are the most you know a, 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 a opportune time. Amen. To step 
step into what amen will normally would take us years to step into because when God when God gives us kairos amen it, it, it start opening up things but when God start opening things they always look like crisis they always look like I mean Jesus said come let us go to the other side they were going to the other side but something began to happen the Bible says and the wind was boisterous they began to, I mean, it, it, suddenly, it's like the word of Jesus was contradicted. It's like the word of Jesus was contradicted. The Bible says, and the wind was boisterous. But he said, said, let us go to the other side. So why would he say, let's go to the other side? And then suddenly, because that's the idea we have in our mind. When the Lord says something, then he said it. Then there shouldn't be an attack. There shouldn't be a resistance. And God says, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to bless you with this. I'm going to do this in your life. And you just expect everything. Just because the Lord said it. Just because there was a prophetic word. Just because you receive a prophetic word. Suddenly, everything should just go smoothly. No, that is the time you should expect the greatest crisis of your life. Because the enemy understands that if you touch amen, that word and you claim that breakthrough, he, he's done for. So he will make sure that he does everything within, excuse me, within his ability, within, within his capacity, within his arsenal to try to frustrate you just like he's doing right now. If there is a time people are feeling, you know, pressured, okay? If people are beginning to feel the pressure, all right, of, of this impact of the corona, all right? It's now, but guess what? This is also the best time to begin to set certain things in place, to begin to set certain things in motion, all right? Demand will be coming on you, amen, to, to go to a place you've never been before, to learn new things, all right? To, to, to develop new mindset, to develop new leadership capacity, to develop new administrative, you know, a, a capacity to develop new ability as a man, as a woman, you're being stretched you know this is the this is the time all of that but this is to prepare you amen for the opportunity that amen you're about to enter so you've got to be able to see <clears throat> excuse me the bible says, for the joy that was said before me if you cannot see the joy that is said before you in all of the things that is happening you're going to give in you're going to surrender amen you're going to camp in a place and start building Alright? Instead of them supposed to be moving forward, amen, to a place that God has given to them, they got to a certain place. They got to a plane and they say, come guys, we don't need to advance. We don't need to continue to move. Let's build for ourselves a city here. It, it, it seems as if this is not the will of God for them. In fact, not the same. It is not the will. The Bible says, as man began to move, as they began to move, they said to themselves, they, the Bible said they found a plane. And, and you know what it means? We like to build, amen, in a plain place. When God was about to destroy, amen, Sodom and Gomorrah. And they said to Lot, leave this place, you and your family. Move to the mountains. <laughs> you know what Lot said? He said, I can't move to the mountains. Lot pointed to a plane. He said, no, no. Let, you know, remember the first time Lot made a choice. He made a choice based on a plane. The Bible says he saw the plain of Zora, amen, looking like the garden of, 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 of Eden. That was before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and he made a choice. He said, I want that plain. You see, when we don't like mountains, when we are not mountain possessors, if we don't like amen, taking mountain and moving to mountain, we will be casualty because, listen, when the enemy begin to erode men and begin to erode values, we will be the first to challenge. We will be the first to go because those people who, amen, who are in the plane are easy targets. But you know, when God, when God wants us to move and what God wants us to do things, he, he's always bringing us to, to the mountain, to the hill. Come to the hill of the Lord. Who can come to the hill of the Lord? But when men want to make decisions, they make decisions amen, on the plane. You know, when I took that period of fast, 
I knew it was something that I needed to do. But guess what? It was not an easy thing. It was not an easy decision to, you know, to, to just take a fast seven days like that. You see, that is a decision that I know that I need to make if I'm going to overcome, if I'm going to have strength, if I'm going to be able to advance, if I'm going to be able to carry out the intentions because I knew that the, the enemy is coming. I knew the plans of the enemy earlier is to come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But you've got to position and prepare yourself for something earlier. Not like the thing is not going to happen, but at least you can mitigate it. You can, you can stand. The Bible says, I haven't done all to stand I haven't done all to stand what are the alls that you have done to stand it's easy for us to talk about this thing but when it comes to making decisions when it comes to amen making choices that will allow us to stand in the evil days that's where we get you know uh, you know cold feet there are decisions we need to make. There are seed we need to sow. Amen. For the rainy day. Amen. There are things we need, there are investments we need to begin to make right now for that which is coming. That's why I keep saying, listen to this. I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. You cannot even begin to talk about stepping into purpose if you don't have amen, a prophetic understanding. Because prophetic understanding is what gives you, is what lays the foundation, is what prepares you for what is coming. Amen. Amen. Prophetic insight tells you, yes, this is God's purpose but these are the things you need to do these are the things you need to amen, have these are the preparation it's like somebody wants to get married just, oh, I want to get married I want to get married but you have not prepared for marriage insight amen has not been given to you you don't know what is expected you don't know the things that will be required of you in that relationship so you just want the beauty of marriage you just want the you know the whatever that comes with my I, I just want it and you go into it only to realize that you are not ready or it can be a business only to realize that you're not ready or it can even be to have children i mean so, oh, we just want children we just want a child i just want a child do you understand what it takes do you know what it means to raise a child do you have the spiritual wisdom the knowledge or you're just gonna have a child doing try and error try and error or doing what your parents did and repeating the same mistake all right and recycling the whole you know issue you know of, of your family you see all of these things this is why the bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge to have knowledge is to have a prophetic insight because prophetic insight gives you amen the nitty-gritty amen that the organogram of divine order of what is required of you is like you want to take an exam and you've not read for it, you're gonna fail so we have to begin to have insight into all of this this is how god will have us amen live life these are the things that is expected so what am i saying i'm saying the days ahead of us are totally different from the days before us i did i did totally different amen be, be, you know you know uh, uh, from the days that we left all right we're stepping into a new day and we're saying amen that is the bible said darkness is gonna increase darkness is going to increase as darkness continues i hope you understand that darkness at this time around has become a system darkness now operates amen could be through your boss <laughs> you understand but darkness could co come through amen the system that that governs the, the society the nation darkness could be through the system operating within amen the context of the business community darkness could be amen that which is operating through even your neighbor you don't understand darkness is not just you know some dark cloud darkness amen is a value is a system all right it's it's, it's is, is, is that which compromises that which challenges the values of God in your life you have to know how to see the darkness amen and how to resist them resist the devil you flee but if you have not learned to submit to God to know what he demands what he requires of you you are going to find yourself the, the, listen friends the word for the last day is compromise 
compromise. And I know that word means, you know, that, that word is a two-edged sword. You can have a positive compromise, you can have a negative. But this time around, I'm looking at the negative compromise. In other words, you're compelled. Compromise means to, to be compelled to do something against your value. All right? Compromise means to be compelled to do, all right? To be forced to do the things that is contrary to your values. So now, like I always say, if you don't have a value, you have nothing to stand for because you're already, you're already on the floor. Or, you understand? So the Bible says they got to this plane and they said to themselves, they got to a plane. That's a, that's a key scripture. We're reading Genesis 11, all right? We're still tracking coming out of the ark. Come on, let me hear you say coming out of the ark. Yes, we're coming out of the ark. All right. We, we remember the ark, the ark alighted in a place called Mount Ararat. Okay. So we're coming out. We're moving into a new day. We are the sons, amen, of, of rest. We are the sons of peace. We are the sons of Noah. That's the name of Noah. So we're coming out. We're coming out. We want to populate. We want to fulfill the divine intention, the divine program of God for our life for this new day. Amen. We are the one moving in, into amen the newness of God we we are we are kickstarting amen the nations again we are we are restarting the the, the the intentions of God the counsels of God in the earth hallelujah this is a new day somebody says what is new about this new day what is new about what you're talking about well if you're walking in the spirit by now you will understand amen that when God ushers in amen a, a, a new order when God brings in a new concept of of life when God begins to sh when God shut down a season and reopen Opens it. That is newness. Newness in the things of God does not mean that well you just bought a new a new shirt, a new shoe. All right, it's it's not the fact that that thing was just manufactured. Newness means all right, the seasons have changed. Newness means amen. A new portal has been opened in the spirit, amen. And now we are allowed to step into. All right, a place men have never been before, and even if men have been there, to us we have never been, we have not been there before. So we have to embrace this new day, Hallelujah! This new season today, the sixteenth, Amen, of the of of the Mount of Jula, it's a new day. Nobody have stepped into this day before. No human being have seen this day except those who are prophetic, who have seen this day in the spirit or who enter this day and saw the demand and the requirement of God. Hallelujah. But no human, not even Bill Gates, not Ramaphosa, not, you know, uh, what do you call him now? Uh, 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 you know, you know the, the, the president you know, of America, Donald Trump. Nobody have seen this day before. It's new. You know, we take it for granted. It's, it, we take the day for granted, but it's a new day. And how we live our life, how we engage, how we, how we, how we connect to this day, hallelujah, would define and demand, hallelujah, that amen, we, we walk in the understanding of what God... Uh, listen, there's no day that God gives to us without an objective. There is no day that the Lord has given to you without when God gave you 365 in a day in a year. You've got to understand that each day is a marked design for a divine program for a divine objective how you live that day you know the lord said to me some time ago you know time is like money that you spend be careful how you spend your time be careful where you spend your time be careful what you're doing with your time because the more you spend your time the more you spend your life so you've got to be very careful how you engage how you connect amen what you're doing you know all of that I remember, you know, I, 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 I was just, you know, making a comment on Sister Tina's uh, 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 daughter's, you know, birthday and, you know, all those, all those beautiful pictures. And I remember saying, you know, 
when age, when we've passed an age, all we have left is memory. And that's the beauty of celebrating, you know, this birthday and all of that. Because somebody may say, well, why the force? Why, why all of this? Oh, now she's showing off. No, no. That is for him. And when that child grows up and to see and say, wow, my mommy actually loved me. See what? That is to build value in that child. Because all that child will have left will be the memory. Will be the memory. So what we do, all right? Listen, what we do today will be the memory of tomorrow. So how we spend today is important. What you do today is important. How you, how you determine to live your life today is crucial. So even if you're working for, you know, uh, Babylon, you're building pyramid, you've got to understand. Amen. The Bible says, whatever a man do, do it as unto the Lord. Even if you're working for somebody, do that work as if you're doing it as unto the Lord. Like I always say, if you're going to work and you're working for money, you don't know the purpose of life yet. Because that money itself that you're, that you're receiving at the end of the day is tagged with divine purpose. What you do with it can either enhance your life, amen, or fast track, you know, your, your, your days in the earth in, in terms of death. Yes. So we have to understand the fact that purpose must be factored into every aspect of our life. Everything God has given to you, amen. You must sit in the light of God's counsel and purpose. Appreciate people, amen. Love them, care for them, amen. Your family, love them, care for them. See God through their eyes. See, see, see them through what God, amen, has ordained for them. Don't just, don't take things for granted and don't take people for granted. Don't take where you live for granted because you never know tomorrow you may be somewhere else so if you cannot see what god is doing around you guess what it will be very difficult for you all right to begin to appreciate the things that god has given to you so we have to you see when we speak like this we've got to speak from a from a vantage advanced prophetic perspective we want to see things amen from a high reality of of god's prophetic program amen bible says now the whole world the whole world had one language, amen, one common speech. As people began to move eastward, they found a plain in Sina and they settled there. You don't settle in a plain. I know, I know it's easy to settle in a plain. I know it's the, it's the most easiest thing. All right, that's a plain. You don't need to start, the, you know, that's just build. No, no, no. The Bible says they settled in a the plain. They settled in a plain because they were not thinking of the future. They were not thinking of God's counsel and purpose. Remember, like I said, I'm basically using the scriptures, amen, particularly in Genesis, to define to us, to give us a blueprint, amen, to establish for us a framework of how to build and engage in this end of days. We are not people of the play we're people of the mountain friends so you can see that babylon was built on the plane that's why it's compromise babylon was built on the plane you can't build on a plane and you want to reach god who can come to the hill of god if you want to come to the hill of god you've got to come to the mountain of god the hill of god is not the mountain but the mountain is the ladder to hallelujah the hill of god the hill of god is not the mountain but the mountain hallelujah is the ladder you climb to the hill of god that's the word of the lord when you want to bible says when god wanted to speak <laughs> to moses he said he must come what to the mountain excuse me was god living in the mountain no the mountain is the beginning of ascending to the place called the cloud The, the Bible says the cloud covered the mountain. Heaven came down and they took him up. <laughs> Friends, we've got to understand what the Lord amen, is doing in our day. 
We've got, to pe we've got to be people, amen, who are journey. Our journey is towards the heel of the Lord. Who can come. We want to come to the heel of the Lord. We're not settling for the plain. We refuse to build. Those who build in the plain, amen, are Babylonians. <clears throat> are Babylonians, amen. Are Babylon and the word Babylon, we all know, means what? Rebellion. Excuse me, what are they rebelling against? That's a question we've got to ask ourselves. When we say Babylon means rebellion, what is Babylon rebelling against? You, can't re you cannot rebel. Listen to this. You cannot rebel if there is no standard. You cannot rebel, amen, if there are no what? Standard. You cannot rebel, amen, if there are no standard. If there is no value standard. If there is no moral standard, amen. If there are, listen, I was, reading, I was listening to the scripture this morning. The scripture said in first, uh, uh, was it first, first John or first Peter, it says, it says, all sin is lawlessness all sin is lawlessness now excuse me what do you mean by that all sin is lawlessness in other words sin is working against a law in other words sin is to break a law what law the laws of god god has a standard that's what the world system don't want they don't want to accept that God has a standard, a pattern of how they must live their life. No, no, no. no they say, no, no. I, I refuse. I refuse to live under these cruel laws of God. Let's break the chain. Let's break this the bond of God and and His anointed over our life. Let's live our life the way we want to live it. That's Psalm two. The kings of the earth they came together and said, "No, that's 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 this is where that thing began from. It's from this Genesis, you know, eleven. They said, "No, let's come together and break the order. Let's break the rule of God over our life. No, we we refuse to submit until today. We're fighting it. You and I are still fighting that thing. Whenever we sin, it's because something in us rebel against the laws of God. It's not like we don't know." We know that what amen, the Lord is requiring. We know what he said, oh man, amen. You know what is required of you. You know what God demands of you. You know God demands justice from you. You know he demands goodness from you. He know, you know he demands that you love your neighbor. He, you know these are, the, these are the demand of God. Like Micah said, you know the laws of God. So why are we rebelling against it? Because there's that thing, amen, in us that is still falling. Now I'm not going to listen. No, I'm not going to listen. I was, I was reading scripture this morning. The Bible says we need to learn from Sarah. As Sarah called Abraham our Lord. And, and it struck me for the first time. It's not Abraham that forced Sarah amen, to, to, call, you know, to call him Lord. No, it was Sarah who chose. There was a woman who was bringing herself amen, under the value standard of God. Sarah called Abraham our Lord. Why? In a day where everybody is saying, no, no, no. She, she chose, she chose to bring herself. So for the people who are doing this the women's leave, you know, feminist movement. No, no, no. It was not. It was Sarah who said, no, I understand what God says. I'm going to, I'm going to come under the authority. Coming under the authority of Abraham means I'm going to come under his covering. I'm not going to see myself as equal to my husband. As much as I know I'm equal, but I'm not going to see myself as equal because I know God has placed him to cover me. Now, if you don't, if, I mean, if you're under, if you're in a place and you do not recognize hierarchy, you do not understand leadership. And I understand this has been taken to the extreme. I know people have abused this, but if you don't recognize spiritual authority, you cannot walk, hallelujah, in the power. You cannot, you cannot enjoy, you cannot flow. You know, people who are feminists will stand against what I'm saying right now. I mean, in the days we're living, 
teachings like this, we need to bring it back to the church. You cannot please everybody. But we, Sarah called Abraham our Lord. Why? Because she knows that something will flow. You see, something always flows from authority. That ought to protect. That ought to govern. That ought to cover you. That ought to provide for you. I'm just speaking something this morning that I'm picking as we deal with building towers of Babel. They, listen, this is what they say. We don't want to come under God's authority again. No, we will build for ourselves, amen, our own state of authority. We will build a tower that will reach to the heavens. That will reach to the heavens. They had their power. They had the, they had the resource. All of the resources that God has given to them. All the wisdom God has given to them. All the grace God has given to them. They perverted it. That's what we are doing today. That is what is going on in the church today. Men are perverting the resource. The grace. That's why I keep saying. The prophetic is not just about the gift. The gift must submit first to the giver. Then the giver, amen, through his wisdom, can then show us how to use the gifts. <laughs> You know, when we have not submitted to God, when we have not yielded to God, when we have not brought ourselves under the leadership, whenever you find yourself, amen, struggling to, you know, to surrender to, to, the, to the word of God, to the standard of God, you know that is a rebellious spirit in you. And all rebellion comes through pride. You see, pride is lofty. Pride is lofty. It is Lucifer who say, I will rise above the stars of God. I will rise above the mountains of God. And God said, no, I'm going to bring you down. <laughs> and you see, all rebellion, amen, is a reflection of pride. All right? It's a reflection of pride. And to have pride, amen, listen to this, to have pride, it means you're comparing yourself with somebody else. There, there is no pride when there are no comparison. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Father. To have pride is to be comparing yourself, to be comparing your state, to be comparing your ideas, to be comparing where you are with something else or with someone else. That's pride. Lucifer began to compare himself with his maker, with his creator. You see? Now, these people, as they began to build a tower, they were comparing themselves with, you know, with the plane. They said, no, no, no. We want, to, we, want to, we want to build a city, but within the city, let's build for ourselves a to reach the heavens. The heavens were not given to them. But they want to reach the heavens. They said, come let us make bricks. And bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead. Instead in place of stones. That's the wisdom of man. Challenging the value standard of God. God has a value for your life. God has a standard for your life. Where you have used bricks instead of stone, please pull it down. And tar for motor. And they said, come, let us build. You see, God is a builder. Everything you see in the scripture, it speaks into divine building, divine construction. But guess what? The enemy also copies the principles of God. He's also a builder. So if you don't understand what God is building, how God is building, the pattern to which God is building, the values of God's building, guess what? You may just find yourself surrendering to, you know, the devil's concept of building because it may look like what God is building. You see, the Bible says, amen, they said, come let us, come let us build to, for ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens. They want to interact with powers. 
They want to interact with all kinds of spirit. They want to interact with the, another realm, another dimension, amen, from an illegal route, from an illegal route. That's the point. And this is what men are doing today. Those people who are still trying to build physical tower in our day, can't you see what they're trying to do? The last time I was watching a, you know, a program on YouTube, the tallest tower, the tallest towers in the world. Men are building towers. One of these days, people are going to build a tower that will pierce the cloud. Why? They want to consult with, you see, because the higher you go, the higher you go in, in, in a, even in natural realm, all right, the further you are able to connect with spiritual reality, spiritual dimensions. This, these are part of the things that they're doing, all right? So why, do you, why do you think God brought them down? Do you think it's because of the tower? God brought them down, amen, because they were trying to touch, amen, illegal spiritual authorities and power. People are still doing it today. That's why the battle for reaching space, you know, <laughs> is something that we, we, we need to be concerned about. Right? People want to reach dimension. And when they touch realms and dimensions in the spirit that they are not permitted, guess what? That gives them some powers. Oh, come on. Let's not even go into that today. The Bible says in verse 5, Then the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that people were building. Are you, going, are you saying that God amen, is, is anti-development? Anti Absolutely not. God was the one that said to Noah, your people must populate the earth. They must go amen, and replenish the earth. They must prosper. They must increase. That is the prophetic word of God. Read Genesis 9. God blessed Noah and his sons. Go and populate the earth. But there was something here amen, that people were doing illegally. Bible says, and God came down to see. God had to come down. He had to look down. It's like God had to step out of his throne to see what's going on in the earth. I'm saying something today, and I don't want you to miss the direction of what I'm trying to explain. That there are things that have been erected today in our minds, in our, in our environment, in our society, in the concept of how we engage life, all right, that are reflections of the towers of Babel. The loftiness of men and their high looks all right, are rising up again. You read, Gen you read Isaiah chapter 2. God says he's going to bring down the loftiness of men and their high look. He will humble it. So humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due season. You see, that's a pattern. That's a pattern. Humble yourself. Bring. That was what Sarah did. That is what the church ought to do. The Bible says we must decrease that he must increase. Amen. As we engage a season of pride. Amen. As we engage the season. Amen. Of ungodliness and arrogance. As we engage this season where they say we will, we will, we will pull down this one and we will build a bigger one. Hallelujah. We'll pull down this barn and we'll build. This is what you see. In, I, I told us. When this corona thing began, I said it's an idea that certain people, you know, coined out. We will pull down this barn. Remember, remember the, the, the story of the rich fool in the Bible. He said, I will pull down this one and I will build a bigger one. They said to him, you are a rich fool. Today, tonight, your soul will be required of you. You see, that is a word that was declared to one man. But it is a system going on today in the earth. All right? I don't want to mention names, but they know themselves. 
all right? These systems, they know themselves, all right? These institutions know themselves. They say, all that we're seeing in the earth is too, is too archaic, all right, the health, the, the, the health sector is too archaic. Uh, the computer sectors that, we're, that we've invented and all is too archaic. There are new things we want to introduce to humanity. So let's pull the ones that are there. Let's pull it down so we can erect. Because certain things, you can't just change it. You've got to, you've got to make the old obsolete to raise the new. So they're bringing something new. They're bringing something new. Yes, for them to be able to bring, you know, I, I, you know all, the, all this network. I don't want to say 5G and the rest of the Gs. You understand? They've got to make the old obsolete. You, you understand the idea? Yes. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's a marketing strategy. All right? You, 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 can, attack, you can attack your own product. All right? Just to introduce a better product. All right? Yes, you, you, people are using this particular product, but you know that you, you know it, it's not that product is not bringing the maximum you know uh, 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 income you know an investment. So you yourself create a virus, like they will say. Those who create you know antivirus are the ones who create the virus. I'm sure you've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, I could remember back in those days, my lord, I was using you know Kiskaspi. I was using. Bit defender are using all of these viruses. I mean, antiviruses. Because there's nothing you do. The moment you put your computer, you put your stick. Now, you know, um, what do you call it? Windows came up with their own inbuilt antivirus, and it's working. It's working. You see, it's a battle for the souls of men. It's a battle of the economy. It's a battle for commerce. That's Babylon. The Bible says, amen, those who buy of her, who trade with her, one hour they will see a smoke. They say, how, how, how Babylon has fallen. You see, yet the first time we're reading about Babylon, amen, is the building of the tower. But the next time you're going to read about Babylon in Revelation, amen, is a system, is an economic system, is a political system. It's a system that has, that has taken every aspect of human existence, every aspect of a system that has become God to man. And it's that Babylon spirit that is walking, amen, in the, in the heart of that woman called Jezebel and Ahab. It's the Babylon. All of, when you see every dimension of ungodliness, particularly walking through system, is Babylon. Because Babylon is a system. It's a powerful system. So only a governmental apostolic people, only a people who understand, who know their God, will be able to challenge this system. And Jeremiah did. He saw it. So this woman has been judged. This system has been judged. You know why they call her a woman? Because she can reproduce. And I'm going to show you something else now in the scripture. You know why Babylon is a woman? Amen. Because she can reproduce. You know why the church, amen, is a woman? Because we are also called to what? To reproduce. So we've got to understand that the spirit that we're dealing with in the last day is a feminist spirit. The reason for that is because God wants us, that spirit does not want us to reproduce. That spirit, amen, wants to kill the baby, the child, amen, from the womb. Yes, wants to kill the Moses that God is going to use to deliver the people, amen, from Egypt. We've got to understand that the spirit that we're engaging with, amen, is a spirit that wants to reproduce by, by our own will, by our own strength, all by our own self. Uh -uh. It's a spirit that says, I don't want a man, a man, coming into me, but yet I can reproduce. Is that not what we're seeing today? Is that not we can't, I can't? I can have a child, but you don't have a man. How can you have a child? Oh, well, you got to ask them. <laughs> it's already happening. But there is no one, amen, in the church that is permitted to have a child, amen, without the man in her life. 
That's the order of God. You see, what we are dealing with, amen, is an order that challenges the values of God, that challenges the system of God. As we're dealing with this from a very, you know, sophisticated political realm, we have to deal with it from our own little minute, you know, concept of how we produce, how we do things in life, all right? You, you've got to understand that in the, you see, uh, I just, I mean, I have a pity for many of our young brothers and sisters, you know, who want to get married. Because if you borrow values, if you allow the system of the world to guard, to guide, to, to direct your life, it's going to be difficult for even to have the right kind of a man to marry. You know what? Because that system already tells you, no, you're, you're okay all by yourself. You don't need no man in your life. So some people, the idea of even wanting to get married, if you probe, is selfish, it's self-centered. It's not for the advancement of the purpose of God. And it's a both-way thing, all right? The man, he wants to get married, he wants to get married to a woman he can control, to a woman he can manipulate, you understand? To a girl he can push here and there because he's got money. You know, you slap her here and there, sit down there. That is why, amen, you know, abuse is rife in South Africa and of course in the rest of the world, all right? Yes, I've got money, I've got this, I can do whatever I want to do. You sit down there, you must sit down. So they also rise and say, no, I don't need your money, but I want, I want, I want, I want you in my life, but I don't need your money. They say we will, <laughs> they say we will wear our own garment, we will eat our own meal we will eat our own food we just want to bear your name just give us a child is enough they don't mind <laughs> the whole the whole order has been has been perverted the, the whole system hallelujah has been set out of course there's gonna be war you're gonna be warring so there's gonna be war Right? How, how do you? That's why one of the things I'm hoping that we'll begin to deal with, amen, is marriage and single. All right? Marriage, single. What it does it mean to be single and what does it mean, amen, to be prepared to. Uh, these are things the Spirit of the Lord is drawing because I know many of the people following us are singles and my heart reaches out. All right? How do we locate the right people in the days we live in where everybody has been seduced by the spirit of the age? How do we? How do we? You know, I've got wonderful young ladies following us. I want to be able to build for you a system where, all right, you know the right man. And as a young man, you know the right woman. So you don't fall into, you know, some charlatans and ungodly people just because somebody waved money to you and think, no, no, no. We want to understand the values of God. There must be, an, there must be a holy seed. There must be an holy order. There must be a, man, a people in the earth that are part of the remnant generation who have kept themselves, I mean, like, like, like the Bereans who have kept themselves like the Rechabite, who have kept themselves, amen, like the sons of Zadok. There must be a priest in the earth that can, that can connect to the grace of God in our life. So you need to prepare yourself, and to the degree you prepare yourself is to the degree the Lord prepares the right person. God does not give to you what you do not deserve. <clears throat> When God gives to you what seems as if you do, you do not deserve is because you do not see who you are. You do not know who you are. And unfortunately, that's a problem with a lot of people. What am I doing? I'm just extending the tentacles of this message. You can see this is, this is a whole system that we're dealing with. We're dealing with life. Because that's, that's what heaven has brought us into. The Tower of Babel is a system. So is Zion. So is Mount Zion. Those are the two order in the earth. The Tower of Babel, amen. Amen. And Mount Zion. M M Mount Zion. You can't just say Zion. It's a mountain. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says in verse 5, And God came down to see the city. 
and the tower the people were building. Then the Lord said, listen to this. If as people speaking in the same language, they have begun to do this. What are they doing that God called this? I hope you understand that God is not looking at the structure they were building. God was looking at the motive. You see, God doesn't judge what you do. He judges the motive. <laughs> he judges the motive. Yes. That the words of my mind and the meditation, you see, the meditation of our heart <laughs> and the words of our mouth is what defines what we do with our hands. You can be doing what seems right, what looks right. Everybody looks at it and like, oh, wow, wow. And everybody like, yes, this is good. No, no, no. When God comes, God doesn't look at what you build. He looks at the motive. He rewards you for the motive and he judges you for the motive. God does not reward you for what you build for him. Anybody can build anything. Amen. This is what we're building. I mean, they're building something powerful in the earth. That's why we, as much as we want excellence, excellence is not, amen, it's not the end game. It's not the end game of, of, of you know, of, of reward. No. We want Africa to, to be built up. We want Africa to, to rise up. We want the infrastructures of Africa, amen, to grow. But not at the expense, amen, of the life of Africa. And that's why sometimes I'm very cautious of what is going on in Rwanda. You cannot build a, a great city, a good city, and all of that, amen, at the expense of, you know, justice. Paul Kigami must understand that. Yes, I appreciate what Paul Kigami is doing, but we are also hearing, amen, that amen, he, he is shutting down the voice of dissent, all right? Anyone who challenges him, all right? He puts them that You cannot do that, amen? And we cannot be seeing nice building and say, oh, uh, Rwanda is beautiful, Rwanda is beautiful. No, no, Rwanda is African, you know, uh, uh, God knows what. Yes, thank God for that, we like that, but not at the expense of the, uh, you know, justice system. See, this is what Babylon is going to do to get a lot of people because we're going to be looking at things. If you have lived in a, in a state where poverty, you know, I mean poverty I, 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 has almost become your second name and somebody comes and starts throwing you things and start giving you things, there's every tendency that you overlook the flaws of the person based on what the person is doing for you. This is where compromise comes in. May we never get to the point that we do that, all right, and become like, 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 like Esau, who sold his birthright, who sold his values, who sold his position for the pot of pottage. May, it, may I never get to the point for the fact that, ah, this person gives me this or give me that or I got this, I got that, and then shut my eyes. Aye. You've been judged. So these are the things that we're dealing with, friends. The Bible says the Lord came down to see the tower that men were building. Then he said, if, if as one people speaking the same language, they can begin to do this, then nothing, nothing, they plan, listen to this, nothing, they plan. I want you to know that nothing, this is what God is judging, not God's plan for them, nothing, they plan, you see. Then nothing they plan to do will be impossible. You know why? Because God has given them the power. God has blessed them. He cannot reverse the blessing. But the issue is now they're using, they're abusing the blessing. Nothing. Nothing. They plan to do will be impossible. Come. Listen to this. 
Come, let us go down and confuse them. It is I will destroy them. Let us go down and confuse their language so that they will not understand each other. I rest my case here. Did you see the judgment of God? God brought confusion into the camp. Of course, it stopped by, you know, changing their language. Then, of course, the lack of communication <laughs> leads to confusion. You want to fix things. These are the things you need to understand. If you're doing something and there's confusion, you need to go back to the organogram. You need to go back to the foundation. Is, is, was this things actually sourced by God? That's why, let me not even begin to go into all of this. But I, I want to touch a scripture. I'm going to try to round up now. I want to touch a scripture. Remember I said something? I said Babylon all right, represents, you know, a bringing forth. You know, uh, 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 it's, it's a concept of reproduction. Yes. One of, they want to reproduce from their own order, from their own, you know, idea. But Babylon also represents a loftiness pride arrogance of men everything that is lofty all right that's babylon that's an expression of babylon and this is what we're seeing just at the twilight of a new day this is in chapter 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 11 all right as men began to advance and populate the earth we're seeing this thing we're tracking this thing all right in in this in this new day this is after the flood this is after the judgment all right that that seed that seed that that little seed that leaven a little leaven leavens the whole lumps yes that little yeast that was not dealt with amen in in noah yes that that thing that was not dealt with in noah all right began to grow began to spread so we want to we want to quickly stop this thing in our own life remember the bible says these things happen to them as as an example as an example for us upon whom the combinations of the age Alright, first Corinthians 10. Upon whom the combinations of the age has come upon. So we learn when we read this thing, we want to learn, hallelujah, to correct them before this thing begins to manifest again. Because listen to this. Listen to this. The word, the things we read in the word are in circles. Because human life are the same. Be it white, yellow, green, blue, or black. Amen. Amen. The same character, the same fallen nature. The same ungodly value system all right, that you find in the white man is the same one you find in the black man. The difference is that, you know, some, some are more pronounced than the others. Yes. And of course, when you begin to also look at the things that man have perpetrated to, against themselves. But I'm saying the seed of the fallen human nature is the same. The seed, the seed of the fall is the same pride the pride of the you know the pride of life the deceitfulness of riches all right yes lust of the eye is the same we it, it, what 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 we produce from eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil amen is the same the expression may be different but it's the same seed therefore it's the same fruit do white people have pride yes do black people have pride yes but the way we express exp express our pride i, I differ but it's the same pride. Every man is looking for the same idea of wanting to be something better than other people. Yes, it's the same. This is why racism, you know, injustice, you know, discrimination, prejudice. You know, prejudice means to, to prejudge somebody. Then I look at you, I can prejudge you. That is, that is, that is pride. 
Remember what I said earlier about pride? Pride is you comparing yourself to someone else. I'm better than you. I can do better than you. That's why I'm very weary of what they call success in the church. Because success in the church today, amen, is basically a competitive spirit. Oh, they built uh, uh, 2,000 seaters, right? Okay, okay. Friends, we are going to raise money for <laughs> 5,000 seater. Somebody said, oh, you guys be 5,000 seater. Okay. We will build 10,000 seaters. We'll also build a university with it. Then when we're done with the university, we'll build a mall. Those things look good in the natural realm. But guess what? What is motivating them is pride, is arrogance. Who is the, who is the Lord? Who is the biggest? That's Babylon. So we cannot, we, Bible says foolish are they that compare themselves with themselves. We have to understand these things. We have to constantly, you know, check our hearts, scan our life. we we'll make sure that the seed, this ungodly seed are not found in us. We want to be careful that this seed, amen, are not found in us. They say, hey, they say, Mr. Cain, sin lieth at your door. He's knocking. They say, don't open the door. <laughs> don't open the door. Don't give seed a room. Don't open the door. Sin light at your door. Wants to gain entrance. So we want to believe God this morning. Amen. To help us get rid of all this ungodliness. Let me read this last scripture, then I'll be done for this morning. Amen. First Peter chapter chapter 1, verse 13 says, Therefore, prepare your mind. I love the translation that says, God, your mind. Prepare your mind. Guard your mind for action. Guard your mind for action. Be prepared for an action. You prepare for action via the state of your mind, not via your strength. <laughs> prepare for action, amen, by your mind. Then he went further. He said, be self-controlled. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace. Set your hope fully on on the grace to be given to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. The revelation of Christ in our life, amen, is what gives us strength for grace and for hope. The revelation of Jesus Christ. That's why I keep saying when our understanding about the prophetic is built on Israel, is built on America, is built on Donald Trump, is built on all these peripheries and all of these things, even built on the church, we will miss God. And I'm saying this in deliberately because these are things people don't want to talk about. Oh, these are sacred cows. You don't want to talk about it. You know, some people believe, oh, you know, they, they think Israel is the, is, the, is, the, is the key to all revelation, is the key to all prophet. No, 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 no. And they, they, they think when you read the book of Revelation, the mother of all revelation itself, it said the revelation of Jesus Christ. If we cannot factor Christ into our life, into our home, family, into our city, our nation, if we cannot factor Christ into all of the things that is happening, listen. The world is not about antichrist. It's about the revelation of Jesus. It is, the, it is the coming of the kingdom of Christ that is shaking everything. Yes, read the scripture. It's clear. See, this has helped me for 30 years to maintain the cause. Yes, God is using Israel. God will continue to use Israel. Every, one of, every nation has a prophetic program, has a prophetic objective, including Iran, including the Palestinians, including you know, Africa. We all have amen, a divine... Everybody's got their own place. Amen? Their own place in the, in the grand play. In the grand play. Let's not overemphasize one amen, to the detriment of the other. You'll be surprised. 
that there was a priesthood. Amen. <laughs> there was a priesthood in the backside of the wilderness that nobody was talking about. Amen. We, we, we read about a man that we like to quote all the time, Melchizedek, yet we know very little about Melchizedek. There is always the alternative. There is always the other part in the things of God that we don't know. They said, who are you for? He said, I'm neither for you nor against them. Hallelujah. I am here to represent the Lord of hosts. Ah, I love it when I look into these concepts. So don't, don't be quick to nail your revelation on the wall as if it's the final. God most time is found in the most unlikely place on earth. Ask Jacob. In the wilderness, just traveling every place, look airy and dry. They made him sleep. He woke up in another reality. He saw that that was the gate of heaven. Bible says God uses the foolish things of this world. That itself is volume. The foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Be careful. Where you expect God to speak and to show from. Most of the time he doesn't. While he may be saying things from there. But if you are not careful to hear. God may show up in another reality. Ask Job. He thought you knew God. He thought you understood God. <laughs> Until they put him to test. And all his wall collapsed. And they had to reorientate him. God had to reintroduce himself. They said, Job, you think you know me? <laughs> Were you there when I put the Milky Ways in place? Were you there? Were you there, Job? Come on, friends. Let's be careful how we operate and how we, 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 we speak and how we try to represent the things of God. This morning, basically, I'm just trying to encourage our hearts and I know I've said so many things. Yes, that's how it is. When the Lord gives us the voice to speak, it touches almost every area of our life. We want to touch, amen, the, the very lofty things and the very minute things of our life. That's life. So we want to thank you, Father, once again this morning. This morning, Father, you've spoken to us from Genesis 11. And we've seen this. We'll continue to track this concept of the building of the Tower of Babel. Yes, men got to this plain of Sona and they settled there. And they said, come, let's, let's come together and, and bake bricks thoroughly and make for ourselves. Yes, a tower. Father, this morning we realize this is a prophetic word for us. There are all kinds of things we have agreed with, we have joined force with to build an idea, to build a philosophy, to build a system for ourselves that contradicts your values father with our own hands this morning we pull those things down yes may the tower begin to collapse because we know these things will not be able to stand the test of time when the battle begin to rage so we ask this morning that we will return back to the place of the building with stones but not just building with stone we want to go to your mountain yes father thank you lord your word declares those who have set their heart on the journey Though they may go through the valley of pain, go through the valley of Baca, we learn to make it a spring, oh God. We, we go from strength to strength. Each of us appear in Zion. We thank you. You are our strength because you are our Lord giver. We honor you this day for your grace, for your spirit, for your love, for your mercy. 
that never fails. Thank you, Father, that we will come under the leadership of your son, Jesus Christ. He is our Lord. As Sarah came under the leadership of Abraham, Lord, we refuse to just see a man. We, we see the authority, the grace. We see your objective. We see your intention because that is what Sarah saw. So help us, Father, to see what you're doing in our day so we can agree. We can, we can surrender. We can come into divine alignment, oh God. We thank you. May your will continue to find expression in our life, Father. Help us to love you, but also to love ourselves and love the brotherhood. We bless you, O God. I thank you for my brethren this morning. Each of them, I pray for them. Grace upon their life. Lord, show them mercy as the world continue, O God, <clears throat> to be shaken to his very core. May they stand. May they stand, may they stand, because Lord, they have been built upon Christ, upon you, our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, whatever is built on you will stand the test of time. So thank you. You say you will build your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. We bless you this morning for the powers of your glory and grace that is at work in us, but to will and to do of your good pleasure. I prophesy grace upon your life. Increase, increase of grace, capacity, tenacity, strength strength in the name of Jesus go forth this morning and, and show forth his praise and his glory may you not forget the things heaven has dropped in your heart this morning may you continue to remind yourself of those things yes Deuteronomy chapter chapter 4 verse 9 says only be on your guard and diligently watch yourself so that you do not forget the, the things your eyes have seen so that they will not slip from you. They will not slip from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and their grandchildren. <laughs> we bless you, Father. Help us to teach, to teach these things. It's a generational thing. It's a transgenerational thing. Yes, Father, we thank you. Help us, O God, to guard these things diligently, to watch over them so that we don't forget when we forget, we'll fall into sin. Thank you, Father, that we'll not forget. Our eyes will continue to behold the things you have spoken. They will not slip from our heart as long as we live. We bless you, Father. I thank you for your counsel this morning. Thank you, Father, for your, your spirit, the power of your grace and glory that has shone forth, that is, that is revealed to us this morning. May the life and the seed of this truth continue to cause us to grow and increase in every measure. We thank you. Christ be formed in us. Christ be fashioned in us. We bless you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. Thank you so much, friends, this morning for joining me. I really appreciate everyone that has connected with us this morning. Thank you for your connection. Thank you for spending this time with me and, of course, with us and with the clouds, amen, of, of, of witnesses. We bless God for that which the Lord has done today. We want to honor God and continue to grant him praise and glory in our lives, amen. Let's continue to grant him expression. May your day be filled with joy and peace. May you be filled with laughter. May you be filled with grace. May you walk this morning in his wisdom, his knowledge. May he guide your heart. May he lead you in the path of favor. May goodness and mercy never depart from you. May you continue to shine forth his blessing. May his light continue to radiate through your life. May the nations call you blessed. Have yourself a prosperous day. God bless you, friends. Bye-bye.